Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, a podcast for below-average golfers by two below-average golfers. My name is Owen Smith, as always, joined by Caleb Wallen. And Caleb, we just wrapped up the major season in an uh, underwhelming way, maybe. Depends on who you are. Depends on how you, you viewed the Open Championship that just took place. Um, but Brian Harmon won the Open Championship in extremely convincing fashion. Uh, I think that if his name was Rory McIlroy or Scotty Scheffler or John Rahm or something, they would be touting this as the greatest open championship performance in years. But because it's Brian Harmon and he's not a big name and he's not what some people would call a sexy winner, it's not as, uh, I don't know, I guess it's more of everybody else just wasn't as good as Brian Harmon and Brian Harmon won. And uh, But either way, we wrapped up major season. It's always a sad time. I think that as, as long as I've been paying attention really to the big majors, um, I know that people, some people are used to kind of having that August major, but now we have the one in May. Um, so like I'm a little used to this, but I know a lot of people aren't. I wish that we had another major or I wish that maybe the schedule was adjusted um, so that we did have something in August, but also, um, I, I like the setup that it is now. But Caleb, what'd you what'd you think of Brian Harmon winning winning the Open Championship? Yeah, I mean i I would have never put him up there. I'll I'll be the first one to say that. Um, you know, we've been talking about the last couple of years, like distance is king, um, and Brian Harmon does not have distance by any means. Um, but it was very apparent that like he's accurate. And watching that last round, like I kept seeing all the other guys in the rough or in the heather, and Brian Harmon was he was in the fairway or he was in the first cut, and I think that made a ton of difference. And yeah, yeah, I mean he he scorched the field. I mean it is what it is. You you can say that weather was a factor on day four. I don't really care. I mean he still he he went out there and he did it. He literally just fried everybody that was out there. Yeah, I mean, he, he came out in convincing fashion, and then he just didn't let up. Like, there were multiple opportunities where it could have went wrong, and it just didn't go wrong, or that he, like, he corrected it so quickly. Like, he would bogey, or he would, like, go OB, and the next thing you know, he's either saving par, or he's uh, making a birdie on the next hole, like, Man, he just it, it was it was pretty convincing. Um, I, again, it did make for a pretty boring Sunday. Um, but again, not to Brian Harmon's fault. Hey, he was just playing golf, man. Like he was just doing his right. thing. So congrats to him. Don't have anything bad to say about Brian Harmon. I know that there were people that did, which whatever. Which but I'll, I'll touch on that here in a second. Yeah, I mean, go for it. I mean, go for it now. So I think that's hilarious. Like. The, the fact that in his, you know, press press conference afterwards, he was like, well, if they would have been nicer to me, I probably would have lost. Yeah. Like, yeah. to me, so for the viewers at home, you can't really see, but I have the Ryder Cup shirt on because that's the next thing that I care about. I mean, the Tour Championship's cool, don't get me wrong, but as far as my schedule goes, like, we're gearing up for the Ryder Cup. Oh, yeah. And if Brian Harmon can go over there go scorched earth on all those guys over there take the heat from those guys or from the fans over there yeah. i think they're scared of brian Harmon. after this week For i sure. am not convinced that they are not scared of brian Harmon. 
and this is not an original thought. I saw it on Twitter, so I'm sorry to whoever came up with it first. I I can't give you your your props, but um, <laughs> if Brooks makes the team, somebody said that they should put Brooks and Harmon together, and then just watch them essentially not care and still just wax everybody. Because yeah. that was the other thing that I noticed while watching Brian Harmon was he was very like not too high, not too low. Like he was out there to he was out there for business and his business was to win. And well, that's a- we know how Brooks can get. Brooks can lock into that mode and it is over for everybody. Yeah. So I think it would be hilarious to watch Harmon um, and and I'll, again, I'll be the first to admit I would never have put Harmon up on my Ryder Cup, my Ryder Cup team. I he his he just doesn't hit it far enough. He doesn't you know he doesn't have that moxie that some of the guys have, right? Some of that you know, I'm I'm going to go out and beat you. Right. We haven't seen that up until at this point yesterday. So now that he's had that, now that he's shown that he can play over there, like. Bring bring me Brian Harmon and let all of those guys that tried to talk their smack to Brian, especially like boxes and like cameras were picking it up and everything. Like, you know, they said or they asked him like, hey, what were some of the things that were being said? And he's like, I, I can't repeat what they were saying being said. And like <laughs> people were coming out and saying that he was in like oh, but that just scorched your guys. So what do you, what do you, what does that say? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just bring me Brian Harmon. I love the idea of putting him and Brooks out there just one time, just to see, just, you know, give them a little best ball action, let them go out there, do their thing, beat the other team, you know, eight and seven and, you know, move on, get our points. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's absolutely should be a lock for, uh, for the Ryder Cup, and if if he's not, because I think so. Like, there's still a couple of tournaments left before the Ryder Cup teams are solidified for at least the the top six. Right, right now he's within that. I think it would take a lot from some of the guys outside of the top six for him to be bumped out of that. Um, in the event that he is bumped out and he's still playing decent golf absolutely take him he needs to be one of the captain picks i know there's a lot of a lot of questions around the Ryder cup team and especially as we get closer to september um and to that time frame when they're doing the coaches picks and all of that like we'll definitely have more conversations about it but as it stands today he needs to be going over across the pond and, and <laughs> repping the usa um because i think he's Again, like the the trash talk against him does not put him down. If anything, and like he said, it, it you know propels him forward. Um, so not everybody's built like that. So yeah, put him on a team with Brooks or anybody. He he's a very again on the outside. He's a very even keeled guy. Uh, never too high, never too low, like you said. And um, yeah, man. I mean, he, he's legit. I. Can't say I knew much about him coming into this. Um, I did pick him in the in the pick him that we did uh, that we always do for the majors, and uh, I picked him for Sunday because I had heard you know some decent things about him. He was a D tier player and kind of how we rank things based off of Vegas odds. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll give Brian Harmon a shot. Don't really know too much about him, but heard good things about him. 
Um, and next thing you know, it's like, oh, I have the guy on Sunday. Not that it mattered, but I have the guy on Sunday that uh, that is the leader of this tournament. So um, shout out to him. Uh, it was cool to see. Again, pretty boring um, weekend. Not, you know, I'm a Rory fan. So, of course, I'm a little little upset right now uh, with, with how the weekend went there. He didn't go. He had opportunities to go out and get it on Saturday. He didn't. He played decently well on Sunday, but it was just way too late. Too many strokes for, for Brian Harmon. And again, Brian, Brian wasn't faltering at all. Um, I like Tommy Fleetwood. Fleetwood did not get it done. Triple bogey on 17. Wasn't even close in it on Sunday. Um, you know, maybe Rom could make a run. Again, no, didn't matter how well those guys played. Harmon just had it done. Um, but what else? Did you, I mean, was it boring for you? Did you like how how do you think the the open championship was? I feel like it was the most boring major we've had, but I don't know. I uh, I mean, yeah. It maybe boring's not the way to put it. Maybe it's uneventful. Yeah. Just given, you know, we didn't have a a tight race at the end or, you know, anything like that. I mean, we did have some some interesting factors or interesting things play in where Tom Kim has a, what a grade two sprained ankle and he <laughs> makes the weekend and then shoots 68, 69. I mean, like that's impressive. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I, well, there's, I love Tom Kim, but there's a lot of uh, speculation out him out there of him kind of playing that up a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I didn't see it, but Apparently there's a lot of Netflix cameras following him. And apparently when the cameras have been on, he's been playing it up a little bit. Again, I love okay. Tom Kim grit, whatever. If, if it's true, it's true. Um, he's a lot tougher than I'll ever be, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I may side with you a little bit uh, on the Tom Kim experience in, in that regard. But That's fair. Time will that's tell. Fair. Time will tell. You know, we had like that Matthew Jordan guy, the local guy that's yeah. apparently he's been a member there since he was seven. Or I, yeah. I think is what they said. He, yeah, seven he's, or thirteen. I know there's a big difference there, but I was still. mowing and listening to the radio. But still, <laughs> I mean, like they were. He's been there for a long time. He's been a member there for a long time. That's awesome for him. Um, super pumped that he was able to go out there and show out for his crowd. Um, let's see. Max didn't really do anything the first three days, but then he kind of caught a little bit of a heater on Sunday. Um, yeah. Same with Xander. I mean. Xander, he just kind of kept himself in it. And then there was a stretch of like three or four holes where he played really well, kind of started, you know, making noise a little bit. Um, and then kind of, you know, leveled off or whatever after that. Um, Cam yeah, Young I mean, had a bad Sunday. Cam Young, Cam Young had a bad Sunday. So he was um, uh, in the final pairing with Harmon. And, you know, people were thinking if Harmon is going to get chased down, it's going to have to be cam young it's gonna have to be rom rory was too far out of it i felt like i mean he would have had to have a record day and Harmon. like it would have had to be perfect uh perfect orchestration of both of those just taking place at the same time that was not going to happen most likely hovland and, uh, went five over on the front I, nine yeah hovland just had a rough but yeah but cam young man i don't know i i, I keep he's young he's like i think he has plenty of opportunity I was really hoping that he would win a major championship this year. I hope that he would have contended a little, little better. Um, you know, he finished second 
at the open last year. Um, had that awesome Eagle on 18. Like, I don't know. I was hoping for better out of him. I thought that him being in that final pairing with Harmon, like maybe he would be able to put the pressure on a little bit. It just never happened. He ended up shooting two over on the Sunday. Again, it was very tough conditions out there. I mean, very, very tough conditions um, on the final day. Um, so, you know, can't, can't hold it against him too much. But, but yeah, ultimately, like, pretty disappointed with him, pretty disappointed with Hovland um, on the final day there because I thought they would both at least make, a, make an effort um, and make a charge towards the end. Um, and then I have to say it, our boy JT – Pretty disappointed in JT this open. Pretty pretty disappointed in like almost everything he's done this year. Um, has he made a cut in a major? I can't remember. Can't remember if he's even made a cut at this point. Uh, maybe he did and sure, like was, but I was towards back the bottom. to back eighty twos in yeah, the last two I mean, majors. So that's yeah. unfortunate. Um, which that's a conversation to be had on Ryder Cup stuff, like. I wonder where you stand. Well, we can preview it briefly. Where, where, as it is today, where do you stand on JT in the Ryder Cup? I, you have to. I think you have to have him in. I, he's he's too good one on one. I think his record speaks for itself. I, there's highs, there's lows. He's in a low, obviously. If it was tomorrow, uh, yeah, yeah, we'd probably have a different discussion. But he's still got a few weeks to go. I think you let it ride, see what happens. If he starts to catch a little bit, you have to take him. Yeah. I'm not not saying I'm out on JT, but I do want to see. I don't know what his schedule looks like leading up to. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's even remotely close to the. I forget how the tour championship works, but I don't think he's even remotely close to like contending for any of that. Yeah, so then, like, I don't know what his opportunities look like. Like, he's going to have to convince me. But the the U.S. team is so loaded, man. Like, you can't go wrong with the U.S. team this year. You just can't go I mean, we're talking about Harmon, you know, and, like, again, if Harmon is the floor, like, just think about the ceiling. Like, Well, I would say that the weakest link would be Wyndham Clark, personally. He Maybe got bailed out at LACC <laughs> by the course. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. He maybe. played well enough to put himself in that position. I understand. But he's like second on the list right now with points. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's, I, I feel like, again, we'll, we'll get more into the Ryder Cup as we approach it um, and, and I guess have more debates around it. I think that. I think that if you win a major and you are playing a decent amount of golf, like a decent uh, type of golf around the majors, like I'm perfectly fine um, with that being, it, maybe it is the weakest link and maybe that's a good thing for Wyndham Clark to be our weakest link. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of having three of the four major champions on my team going across the pond this year, you know, like they have Rom, mm -hmm. they have the masters champ, but, having Wyndham and Brooks and, and Brian Harmon. I, I like that, not to mention Scotty and uh, some of the other guys that are either in the points or going to be drafted um, to, to go over there as well. So, again, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. Um, and I think there's a lot more to debate on on JT as we as we go uh, because that's 
that's going to be the big debate about the Ryder Cup team. I mean, I think you can't go wrong elsewhere, but JT is going to be like that. Well, there's maybe people that deserve it more than him based on this season, but based on Ryder Cup records and just the energy that he brings to uh, to the team and all of that, like, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can miss out on that. That would be tough. That would be tough. Um, but either way, Caleb, we made some predictions before we got into uh, the major champions, uh, major championships this year. We made some predictions, um, probably about fall of last year, and then we gave ourselves an opportunity. I think in January to revisit this to kick off season two of bags. Um, and I just want to revisit those to share how bad and how hard it is to predict uh, major championship golf. So, Caleb, for you, um, you had Max winning the Masters. You had JT winning the PGA Championship. You had Rom winning the U.S. Open. And then you had Xander winning the Open. So you had one major champion correct with Rom, but you didn't pick the correct tournament. We'll definitely give you some uh, some slack on that. Um, but what do you have to say about your, your major champion uh, predictions that didn't end up being uh, the right choices? Yeah, uh, one for technically eight, I guess, considering there's four venues, four majors, um, yeah. or four players, four majors. Uh, yep. One for eight, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, <laughs> I, I was fully expecting a little bit more out of the guys that I picked for sure. Um, but to say that I, I still picked a major winner. I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, no, let's uh, definitely give you credit because if you take a look at my picks. I got zero out of eight. Um, if you're if you're putting it that way, so I had Rory winning the Masters. He missed the cut. I had uh, Cam Young winning the PGA Championship. I had Xander winning the Open. So joined you on that prediction. Uh, did not work out. And then I had Scotty win in the U.S. Open. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to sit here at the end of the year and uh, not have Rory or Scotty be a major champion. It's a little weird to like say that. Like, I felt like you know, uh, at the point that we made these predictions, we were talking about um, it being a three horse race, and to have only one of those horses between Rom, Rory, and Scotty be a major champion is is crazy to me it is it is crazy but again that's just how unpredictable uh major championship golf, golf is and yeah and just golf in general um that made me think of the i don't know if you saw this on twitter and again sorry i don't know who to give credit to on this uh but it was a little it, it reminds me of the the tweet where it was like the horse like the back of the horse is drawn like by an artist and the rest is like a two-year-old kid and it's like the 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 masters rom pga championship brooks kepka and then you got wyndham clark and brian Harmon winning the the final two majors of the year i saw Uh, that i showed that to dad that was pretty funny that was a good one that was a good one but uh but yeah and then uh teed which who knows where teed's at right now everybody sorry for (laughs) trying to track trying to track the man down he's impossible to track down but uh, Teed's predictions. He had Rom winning the PGA. Cam Cam Smith. I don't know. Cam Young. Either way, winning the Masters. He was incorrect on that. He had Rory winning the Open and Max winning the U.S. Open. Uh, so he had Rom uh, one for eight, but missed on everything else. So uh, we'll have to get Which, his real thoughts quick, on, on that eventually. I thought it was hilarious that Cam Smith had to 
chip in to make the cut, considering he was very uh, boisterous about, oh, I've already told my boys or my lads, mates, that uh, we're going to be drinking drinking out of the cup again. So that was that was entertaining for me. I I enjoyed that. Yeah, (laughs) it was uh, again. Why? Why are people running their mouth during the majors? I I, I mean, I get listen. Right. Like I get the confidence of like, yes, you're the, you're the past champion. You're the, what do they call it? The champion golfer of the year or whatever the, the RNA mm-hmm. calls it. Um, so like I get the confidence, but like to be so, especially going into it to be so cocky to say like, Oh yeah, I'm already going to fill the claret jug with more beers. Like, all right, man, like let's chill out a little bit. Do you know, do you know how the golf gods work? Do you know, do you know how all, all that works? It's, it's not going to work out in your favor. Um, and yeah, and yeah to, to barely, I mean, barely make the cut. Especially we learned Sam Bennett, <laughs> great playing, ran his mouth at the masters. Didn't uh, finish well. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Who, uh, who was the other person that I thought was hilarious that, um, Oh, there was one other person. I'm forgetting it now, of course. But then Cam Smith at at this major. Oh, already telling my mates we're going to be filling it up with more, more Fosters. Like, <laughs> nope, you're going to nope. barely make the cut. And that's Sorry, what pal. you get for talking crap about a major. Yeah, come on, man. Like, we got to chill. Got to chill. Out. I I saw a clip that uh, they asked Brian Harmon like about the course or whatever, and he was just like, "I'm just going out there to play my golf." And I loved it. Like, again, yep. he's not running his mouth. He's just going to play golf and he's going to do it like well. Golf is like, I don't know. I feel like you can be LeBron. Uh, Tigers may be the exception on this. So maybe LeBron's a bad comparison. But like, I feel like LeBron or Tom Brady or, you know, one of the um, respective goats, depending on how you rank them. Um, if somebody like that, like, if they're talking about football or basketball, some of those sports, they can definitely be a lot more cocky. Again, they have a lot more padding around them. But golf is just the exception to like you cannot, you cannot be cocky going into a game or into a, a round, right? Like you just cannot. It's tough because the golf gods do not like it. You have no padding around you. It is you yourself, that little white ball, and the the eighteen holes out on the course. And uh, there's a lot that can go wrong, whether it's weather or luck of the draw or a bad gust of wind or whatever it is. Uh, so yeah, just maybe remain humble. Maybe remain humble. Humble would be my, my suggestion there. Yeah. You don't have in golf. You don't have Dwayne Wade and Ray Allen smoking corner threes to send you into overtime to keep you in the series. <laughs> you don't have Adam Vinatieri winning three of your seven Super Bowls. You don't have, you know, Butler making an incredible interception at the one yard line <laughs> to save your Super Bowl. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah, you don't it have is. you don't do not have the, the, the luck like that. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, just just stay respectful. Stay respectful. But um one last thing or any any last thoughts about the, the open. I mean, overall, um again, shout out to Brian Harmon. But and we've already kind of mentioned our disappointments and excitements there. But anything else you want to shout out before we move on? I'm ready to get back over there already. I'm get back over there. Oh, for the Ryder Cup. Okay, okay. 
yeah, it's been it's been it's been a while uh, bringing it back home. So uh, looking forward to that. that the, the, dude, I am like as soon as you know, people were like, oh, the majors are over and like we have 260 days until the Masters. I'm like, mm, we got something before that that we need. We've to got about. <laughs> 45 days before the Ryder Cup, folks. Yeah, like that's we've got that is coming. the number that you need to circle. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know what how I don't know how many days it is, but. It's just around the corner. I mean, it's, I mean, we're, yeah, it's probably about, it's less than 60 or maybe right at 60. Like it's probably two close. months, two months away at this point because it's late September. So, um, yep. Last or, or not last thing, but major related, the master's lottery came out again. Your boys disappointed again because I didn't get picked. Caleb, you didn't even put your name into the ring. Yeah. I, I spaced it spaced it well so. i texted you i was like i for some reason i was thinking that those letters didn't come out until like september and still yeah. like the i know there's a window but like i thought there was a little bit of like an extended window period and then there's not on fred ridley's watch pal you got about a month to Ridley's apply watch. and then yeah, you got a month to apply and then a month later you're either going to be very excited or very disappointed um that I saw a lot of disappointed people on, on Twitter. I saw a lot of people saying they're 0 for 21, they're 0 for 50, they're 0 for, 0 for whatever, um, which has to be brutal. And then on the flip side, I see somebody that's 3 for 8. I'm like, dude, dang. What? Yeah, 3 for 8. Now, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think we talked about it last year when this when all this stuff came out of like what is going on with the lottery. I, I don't know. I le- legitimately there's like, I mean, Augusta moves in silence on everything. And uh, so, so who knows how they do that. But the fact that you have, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that apply and I know that like a lot of people have different l- levels of luck in this world for sure. But like, I don't know how you can have somebody be over 40 and then somebody be three for eight. Like that is insane. That is insane, um, but I'm not going to speak any further because I want my I want my name to be in the hat <laughs> moving forward. I don't want to yeah. speak any speak any more on that subject. Um, the last thing before we move on to our, our strategy session um, that I wanted to, to touch on, and I, I shared this on Twitter and on our Instagram today, is that um, I found a course where it, it was advertised in their bathroom um, that if you were to fix a ball mark. All you have to do is take a picture or a video of you fixing that ball mark, report it to the pro shop, and then it'll be time stamped, whatever. And when you report it to the pro shop, you are now your name is entered in for a membership. I thought that that That's was awesome. the coolest way to. I mean, here's the thing: if you play golf, you should be fixing your ball marks no matter what. But like to encourage people to have golf etiquette for something that costs nothing to the course. Like in the grand scheme of things, a public course, a membership isn't making or breaking or giving one free membership isn't making or breaking you right. by any means. Um, and if anything, they're going to spend more money in the pro shop and balls and, and all the other stuff. Right. Um, so to encourage people to do that because to a golfer, that's awesome to have free golf for a year. That is amazing. So I think that all courses need to do that. I think that that is a, a great way to repair a lot of greens 
um, and, and just to hold people more accountable or make it a more fun way to be held accountable. I don't know. Either way, I didn't do it. I still fix my ball marks, but I forgot to do it, even though I thought it was so cool. <laughs> um, but either way, I wanted to wanted to share that out to the people because if you're a course superintendent or owner or work at a course or anything, like you should definitely, definitely consider that. Um, because again, it's probably not much to you, but it, it would be a lot to those people and it's going to mean a lot to your superintendents and all of that. So just wanted to get that out there on, on the subjects of lottery and, and winning things. Um, but Caleb, on September 18th, we are going out to Arrowhead Golf Course. Um, if you listen to last week's episode, we were actually did a walk and talk um, on that course. And what we're doing on September 18th is that we are challenged to each birdie all 18 holes out at Arrowhead Golf Course from the time that it opens until it closes. Um, so about a 12-hour window, if we had to guess, um, based on the <laughs> based on the sun sunlight that's provided to us here in Indiana in September. Um, and, and essentially, yeah, we have to go out and try to birdie. We're raising money for the Travis Sherritt Growing the Game uh, scholarship that will be going to two high school students um, in the Greenfield and Eastern Hancock golf teams. Um, there's many ways to get involved. Make sure that you go to the description below to donate to learn more about the challenge, all that good stuff. If you want to apply for it, if you're an Eastern or Eastern Hancock or Greenfield golfer, you can apply there. A lot of ways to get involved. Um, what we've been doing is that on the past two episodes, we've strategized holes one through six. Um, on last week's episode, a part of the walk and talk, we actually walk and talked and strategized in the moment on holes four through six, which were two par threes and a uh, par four. That was pretty straightforward. Um, we now are going into the last three holes of the front nine, which is holes seven, eight, and nine. Caleb and I played that. We did not put the audio in the last episode. We'll see if it makes it into this episode. Just depends on a couple of things. Uh, but essentially what we're going to do is we're going to strategize holes seven through nine, especially after just playing them, seeing how we performed on them, what are some things that we can do different, what are things that we can um, learn from, all that good stuff. So Caleb... Let's go ahead and get into it. Hole seven, very straightforward. Um, what's hole seven for you? Hole seven is drivable. Um, 290, a little bit downhill, not a lot. Uh, if the wind's behind you, if you have any type of, any type of helping wind, um, you're in great shape um, to go right at the hole. Um, it is two-tiered green, uh, the front slopes up uh, to a middle portion that has like probably two feet's worth of the ball is not staying on the slope um and then past that two feet it'll probably stay up there it'll hang up there depending on how wet the course is um but then it has that top tier and that top tier is very skinny um leading towards a uh drop off on the back side of the green so the miss is definitely short um but this is a hole that I I may, depending on what the wind is, I may even try to pull um, of my forward. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I this is again this is where I don't understand golf. But like sometimes my forward can go just as far off the tee as my driver if I catch it right. So like I I'm, I would not hit the green by any means but if it's in a comfortable position to where i can lay up just short of the green 
Um, mm -hmm. That might be the better option if the hole is on the back tier. Now, if we can have it where we want it and we put it on that front tier um, to where we have a little bit of a backstop, it's driver all day. I'm choking down on the driver. Um, shout out to Lou Stagner. I, I've tried that the last two times I've played that hole. Um, my dispersion is tighter than what it would be if it was a, a normal grip um, swing away driver. Um, and both times, the last two times I've played it, I've been um, either at the hole or past it. So definitely, um, definitely going for it um, if it's on that, that frontier. Yeah, I mean, I think that at least for me, regardless of pin placement, like I'm just, I'm swinging for the fences on it, to be completely honest. Like clearly I'll get a little more uh, conservative as the, as the day goes on. But those first couple, you know, that first timer or two, I'm, I'm definitely just going for it because I think what we talked about and what we kind of, and I, I had a bad tee shot on it. Um, contact lines. Like I, I took a little chunk before the, the, the made contact with the ball. I still ended up in a good spot. I still was like 30 yards in. Like I still had a wedge in, even though it was kind of at the top tier, it was a little difficult, but, um, but I mean, if I miss it, right. I have made plenty of green and regulations from the right side because it is so open now, clearly not ideal, probably, you know, uh, more difficult, um, again, depending on pen placement, a lot more difficult to land it where you want to. Um, but it is one of those where it's like, okay, if, uh, if the drivers are right, if I'm not putting myself in terrible positions up until that point, because we'll have at that point, we would have played the back nine maybe once or twice, probably twice by then. Um, and then we would have played, you know, another four holes with driver before that. Um, so like I would, I would have a pretty good sense of kind of where I'm at on the day um, and, and be like a little more warmed up for it. Um, and then in the event that I'm like really feeling it, then I'm going to be driving the green or just off of it, uh, which is perfectly fine for me. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Again, pin placement is going to be a big part of it once we get down there. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, and I think that if we do have the pin placement that we want, I also think that this is a hole clearly that I can hit my five iron off the tee if I want to, and just give myself like a, 80 yard shot in like, and, and, right. and have that kind of controlled wedge if, if, if the driver is giving me plenty of trouble. Um, so we'll see how things are going, but yeah, I mean, not, not a whole lot to this hole. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. This is going to be one that if it's not birdied <laughs> quickly, it's going to be pretty frustrating. Um, mm -hmm. but it, it, again, based on pin placement, it could be a very difficult hole because you can play, this hole really well, you know, uh, tee to green, but once you're on that green, it's, it's a little difficult, a little difficult. Yeah, for sure. So any other thoughts on, on hole seven? I mean, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. We're going to be swinging for the Vinces. Hopefully I don't, I mean, I would love to drive the green and put it close, but you just never know. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is going to be trying to get it as close as we can on our second shot, whether that's, you know, we're right off the green and we're just trying to chip it up, you know, like a, essentially a lag putt, like we're just trying to tap it in or, you know, like you said, if for whatever reason, the driver's just not working, 
Um, we need to take something else off the tee. We have a little bit longer in. We're just going to, we have to get close. And I think the second shot is most likely going to be the, the biggest factor on this hole. Um, just because, you know, like we said, we, we have, we have room on the right. I think that's a little bit, both of our misses right now. Um, mm -hmm. and it, I mean, we can, we can get bailed out over there for sure. Absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm most confident about that hole. So I hope that, uh, I hope that it works out for us. Um, okay. So then we move on to a par five. Now, um, a part of the par five is that it is, it's 535, uh, but Caleb, why is that 535 harder than, than most 535-yard holes? Yeah, it is a 90-degree dogleg. Um, from the tee box, you got to make give yourself a clear shot. You have about 220 safely. Um, you don't really want to go much past 250. Um, otherwise, there's a little apple tree that just always seems to bite me. Um, like every other round or every third round that I play, I feel like I have a really good drive. It goes into the fair or the rough, which is not a bad thing, but I'm stuck behind that tree. And if I'm going straight down the tree line, like that's, that's the unfortunate thing. Now, if we have any creative control, there is a window from a pine tree to a green tree i don't know what tree that is but there's there's an opening in it is possible to hit for you and i given that we are two players that can get the ball up quickly um yeah. and if you hit that gap um and for us if if we're hitting that gap we're hitting that gap with a really good shot like that mm -hmm. we're not you know we're not topping it you know because there's obviously we'd hit the branches below or if we pop one up, then it's, it's not going to go very far. So if we hit that window, like we should, we're probably hitting it 275, 280, which puts us pretty much in the middle of the, well, this hole is also really weird because the fairway breaks for like mm -hmm. 50 yards, 25 yards, which yeah. is odd, but it leaves us in that break. And then we have 210 left in, um, on, on our par four now essentially and a 210 yard par, par four is pretty short so yeah the if we have control um we're gonna try to definitely set the tee box up to where um it's a favorable favorable gap um the also like the one other thing about this hole that if you listen to last week's you'll understand um but there's a tree line that lines the left side of the fairway or left side of the rough on this hole all the way down the left side of this hole because uh, number nine comes right back to it, right up against it. And so there's a local rule that left of the tree line is out of bounds. Now, given a local rule, that local rule can be changed if necessary or if deemed appropriate. <laughs> so we're hoping... Um, we're not just going to make that decision on our own. That's, that's a, we want to make it as, we want to make this as legit as possible. So that is something to where we would probably talk to, um, the owner, Chad, which shout out to Chad for letting us do this. Um, couldn't be a nicer guy to deal with. Um, he's awesome. 
Um, again, thank you to him and to Arrowhead for letting us do this. But um, if we talk to Chad and say, hey, Chad, like, we're going to try to get this hole out of the way quickly. The best way for us to get this hole out of the way quickly is to go down the left side, <laughs> whether we are left to the tree or not. Um, and then he might say, hey, we will, you know, USGA rules only, play the ball as it lies, local rule thirteen one, whatever it is, is not in effect today. Yeah. And yeah. that would significantly raise our chances at a at a birdie just because we could um let's see. Even if we went low, if if we even hit a stinger, say two twenty, we end up in nines fairway and we have two hundred and thirty yards that we have to go over trees but you and i again we both had you know we both can get the ball in the air so getting something up in the air is not going to be a problem and again mm -hmm. 230 yards on a par four essentially is short um so we're not gonna have to worry about that the one thing that we will have to worry about is this green is a mm, turtle shell for mm -hmm. lack of a better um description uh the and it's almost like in sections so the left i would well so we'll call it third so there's like a front left third that it's just kind of gradual uphill from front to back um there's not a lot into it it's just front it's just uphill the right front third is severely uphill and it turns pretty hard um, away from the middle of the green towards the like the right back or the right side. And then the back portion of the green or the back third um, is fairly flat, but it does have a little bit of uphill from the back side of the green to the middle of the green. So it's like a little shelf almost. And I still can't decide. This is something that we have to talk about. Um, closer to time if we have creative control is do we put it on that back shelf to where it's more flat than you know left or right or do we put it front left and deal with less you know it's just uphill i i don't mm -hmm. want it on the right side i think right side of that green is out of nope. the picture it's, yeah, it's a matter of do we want it on the that back shelf or do we want it on on the the left side again i i don't know if there's a wrong way to do it that, that green is fairly deep as far as arrowhead greens go so mm -hmm. if we i think if it's in the back if we play for a back yardage and come up short we're still on the green we still have a putt for it if we go long, we're off the green, yes, but we have a you know a shorter chip back, um, as opposed to if it's in the front and we go for that front yardage, we come up short. It's going to be difficult with not a lot of green to work with. Or if we go long, then we could potentially have a nasty downhill putt. Yeah, it's gonna. I feel like. Yeah, we just need to like get out there <clears throat> and 
Uh, we, we just gotta like say, Hey, this is where it's at. W- let's go. W- let's take some putts at that. Or let's take some, you know, approach shots in at that. Like, I don't know. It's, I think that there's a few ways to go, like you said. And I think that that whole, that green I've had, I've had some good putts on that green. I've had some very, very bad putts on that green. And I think that's one that like, I can't even tell you right now as we speak what I want. I know for sure um, what I don't want, but I don't know what I want yet if we have that creative control. Um, But ultimately the thing that's nice. So, and again, a perfect, perfect world. We hit it, you know, 280 to kind of the break in the fairways. And like you said, it's about 210 yard par four at that point that's reachable, right? Like we can, we can get something up there. So we could be putting for Eagle. Now, of course we want Eagles just as bad, but like um, we could be putting ourselves in a position for Eagle. um, And that means that we would just have to two putt for a birdie. Um, So that does make it less scary for me, but it's still going to be, it's going to be tough. And also to just assume that we're going to get it on the green from 210 is a, is a funny thought as well because we are below average golfers. So, mm-hmm. um, but I've, I've had, I've had many Eagle chances on this hole when it has worked out for me. Um, even, I mean, I've, I've even had some opportunities where I hit a three wood in and it rolled up onto the green. Um, so again, confident about this hole. Uh, but yeah, it's something we'll have to test out as we, as we get out there and we play in a, golf outing very soon out there so we can get some uh, other opinions on that as well as we're kind of you know as we're taking down the field um you know in our in our spare time maybe we can take a couple putts at some different areas as well um so looking forward to that but Mm -hmm. any other thoughts on on hole eight yeah i mean it hole eight's definitely going to be one of those that if we don't birdie I, i might be a little with myself just because it is a par five um one way or another it is reachable um i i can hit my four wood if i go down the you know that tree line and i still leave myself to 40 plus i mean i was there yesterday with dad um hit my drive fairly well had two i think it was 240 actually um, she had 240 left, pulled the forward and hit a cut on the right side of the, you know, just off the green. So I, I will be disappointed if we don't, if we don't get that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that we, we've, we've gone through it already, but like this whole six, seven and eight and, uh, and we'll get to nine here in a second. Like. I hope that we're not grinding too long on those. And like, I know we are going to be, there's inevitably going to be something, but like those are like almost the most confident I am on the part fours or, you know, part four and part five. Like those are the most confident right. and that's going to be like, that That could be like a boost. Like that can be a boost in adrenaline and just a boost in like confidence. Um, if we can knock a couple of those birdies down um, in the first couple of tries on those, cause that, that little stretch there should be, um, it should be a lot easier, but again, th- those are also a little more difficult greens than the rest of the course, if I if I may say. So, 
that adds to it as well. But as far as distance mm -hmm. and like the angles that we can take into it, uh, we, we should be fine on those and it could be a boost in confidence there, uh, which mm -hmm. takes us to hole number nine. Um, you've driven this screen before. It's not, go ahead and explain it, but it's not something that most people are getting, are driving the green on. Um, but yeah, what's hole nine look like for us? Yeah, so nine is also maybe not a 90 degree dog leg. Maybe it's a 110, 115, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, 250 to the middle of the dog leg, that leaves you with 120 in. I don't like going that route. They're, but again, it's going to depend on where the tee box is. So. Um, I played the blue tees yesterday, um, and right off of the, probably the middle portion of the tee box, there is a fairly large tree um, that extends out past, a little bit past the, the right side of the tee box. Um, if you or if the tee box is back far enough or it's over on the left side uh, where the markers are, you have free reign to go at the, um, there's a bunker that's a little bit to the right of what would be center of the fairway. Um, and then it trickles out or, you know, you could hit something to 60 and leave yourself 80 yards in, or um, you can do what I try to do most times. And um, you can take a direct line to the hole. Um, now, there are trees that protect the driving range. But I have carried those trees before. Um, I've never I've gotten to the fringe. And that was what was the most frustrating. I've never hit the green on my drive. It was on the fringe. Um, but, I mean... I can do it. I've, I have the distance to do it. Um, I've been, you know, whole high just in the middle of the fairway. So mm -hmm. I have the distance to do it. I know you have the distance to do it. Um, so direct, a direct line is 315. Um, the front side of the green is 304. So 300, depending on what kind of bounce you get. Um, but it's really kind of about the trees. So if, are the, if the trees are, you know, grown and flourishing like they are right now, it definitely makes things harder. But I'm hoping with the trees hopefully losing some leaves that we'll have a better shot um, at just going right for the hole. Um, yeah. And at very minimum, I will probably try to aim at the left side of those trees um, and see what happens, uh, especially if I can get a little bit of a cut on it. I'll probably leave myself within 50 yards um, most of the day. Or if I'm going right at it and I get that, you know, I don't mess with the trees, then I might be on the green or just off the green to, again, what's going to be most crucial about this hole is going to be the second shot, getting it close enough to mm -hmm. either just tap in or, you know, make a good one from 8 to 10 feet. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um on this hole last week, I hit a really nice drive. At least we thought it was a nice drive. Um, we, we lost it a little bit, but it felt good. The way that it was tracking when Caleb saw it looked like we were in good position and we couldn't find the ball. 
Um, and I don't know what happened. I'm assuming it. I mean, if, if you had to guess, I'm, I'm assuming you're on the same page, probably got caught up in those trees somewhere. I think that's our um, only, yeah. that would have been but, the only thing that caught it unless somebody just randomly saw it close to the driving range and decided to pick it up. Right. So like there's that, um, there, there's that as well. Um, hopefully avoiding that, but, but yeah, I mean, they, it, yeah. that's my biggest fear there. The other thing too, is that like on this hole for me, um, I don't, I, I'm struggling right now. The distance between two ten and my driver, like I, 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 I can't figure out, like I've hit some decent three woods this year off the tee, but like not consistent, not something I'm super confident in, not something that I'm honestly working on because most of the time it doesn't matter at least most places that I play. Um, so if I drive it well, but I don't take that angle, I mean, I, I risk also being in a bad position because if you go through the fairway, you're under some trees and don't have a good, good shot in. So it's going to be, this is going to be one where it's like, I'm going to have to, it's just going to have to be a full send off the tee going for the green, or at least going again, kind of that left side of those, those trees to have a decent shot in. Because if I hit my five iron, which goes, you know, two to 10, um, I'm, I'm still looking at about a hundred and 150, 160 in maybe in some tree trouble, depending on the angle. Like there, there's just not a lot of, there's just not a lot of good options as far as kind of laying up for a birdie birdie opportunity there. Um, unless I'm again, trying to put myself again, it's all about the second shot on this one and putting ourselves in a good spot. So I'm not as confident putting myself in a good spot from 160 versus being, you know, 50 or hundred in, um, on this hole. So definitely a little worrisome. I think that if things are going well with the driver, I can take the right angle all of that, then it's going to be an easier one. But if not, could this could be one that frustrates me a ton because I know that it's not too hard. But again, because of my weaknesses, it, it might be a little difficult. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I've hit plenty of really good drives here that end up right next to a tree, one or, or like next to it, behind it. Um, just yesterday, I hit a really nice um, – forward just because i i didn't have the angle the tree was you know pretty much blocking every aspect of trying to go for the hole so i pulled four iron or four wood hit a really nice one um if i could hit that shot with my forward every time i would take it every time um ended up right next to a tree to where i had to hit it um i had to punch out left-handed i took i turned my five iron over and i hit it left-handed um rolled it up 30 yards from where I was at and I just, it was like that that's all that I could do I yeah. did not have a swing on it otherwise um so yeah uh we've been burned there for sure so hopefully we don't have to worry about um about those um and we can just really aim you know left side of the trees and if it happens it happens I think this is definitely going to be a hole where you know we've kind of talked about where if we don't feel like we have a good shot for birdie, then we're just going to pick up and help the other person. Um, mm -hmm. This could definitely be one of those holes where, you know, we're fortunate enough to play this hole seven times through on, on that day. Um, but it's, 
you know, you've played it seven times and I've only played it four times because I've put myself up against a tree. I've put myself underneath the tree. I put myself in the driving range. Like I just, mm-hmm. I don't have a shot at it. Um, and I think that's, that is a possibility that, like you said, it will frustrate me if we don't get this one either. Um, just because I know, um, it can be an easy hole for us if, if we do what we need to do. If we do what we need to do, <laughs> the key of big all if, of but yeah, big if. um, but yeah, I mean, it's just around the corner. Um, we're just, I mean, we were talking about the countdown to the Ryder Cup. This is two weeks, a week and a half before the Ryder Cup starts. So, um, yeah, subtract about seven to seven to 14 days from that countdown. That's the countdown until we go try to knock down a bunch of birdies and, uh, really looking forward, looking forward to that. Uh, Caleb, we haven't talked about this. I wanted to get your thoughts to, to end out the episode. Um, what's your, what's your prediction on number of holes that we play or maybe just your, your own prediction, number of holes that you play that day? Uh, well, let's see here. Um, if we, let's just average it out at two hours and nine that Mm -hmm. make it easy. Hopefully we are playing faster than two hours and nine. Um, but if we're, if we're two hours and nine, um, at that pace, uh, let's see, I'm going to, I'm going to bear with me here. I'm going to look up, um, sunrise and sunset times for that day uh times for september 18th all right so it looks like sunrise is 727 um sunset is 747 so give or take 12 hours um let's see math is hard uh so, <laughs> so nine holes every two hours so uh, that puts us at six six nine hole if, if we were to average it that puts us at six nine hole um, so 54 holes rounds so 54 holes i'm assuming because based on everything that we know at this point um they are sending us out the back nine because there's a league on the front nine and we are going to be the only one well presumably we're going to be the only ones out there for a little bit um the advantage that we have be the first ones but i think the advantage i don't know i guess I've, i've never been out to arrowhead on a on a on a monday but it's a monday and it's in the fall Based on that, I'm assuming most of the general public is not going to be out playing golf at a Sunday or a Monday in September at 7 a.m. So I'm assuming that we're going to be able to play that, especially. So the thing that I've talked about is if I pump one OB, like I'm moving on. Like there's no, re- I'm, I'm not birdieing that hole. So like if I if I put one OB off the tee on a par four, I'm gone. Like I'm just I'm moving on right. to the next hole. And, um, so with that factored in, I'm assuming that we could probably, we're going to take our time when it is a birdie opportunity or when we did have a good drive and we, you know, we do have an approach, like we'll take our time. We'll do a little Brian Harmon waggle situation a little bit. We'll, you know, Mm -hmm. 
easy. <laughs> um, but like when we don't, we're moving on. Um, so I'm assuming that we can get 18 holes in pretty quick. The, if we loop the back nine twice, I think that we can get those in in less than two hours. Yeah, given I, the, I think given if, the circumstances, if it's just you and I, especially on that front nine, we're going to be playing um, hour hour fifteen maybe. Um, and then, I mean, another thing to think about is like those fifty four holes aren't necessarily going to be one through eighteen every time because those fifty four yeah. holes are also we've already birdied two, we're moving on to mm-hmm. three. We've already birdied, you know, 11, we're moving on to 12 as soon as we get done with 10. So I think those 54 holes, which is hilarious now that I think about it being 54 <laughs> holes. Uh, bunch <laughs> of live guys out here. Yeah, a bunch of live guys out here. Uh, but again, like th- those are going to, I think we'll have 54 good opportunities to make a birdie, whether it's, we're looping it or not. I just, because I think we're going to have, we're going to make birdies. It's just going to come down to how many. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, it's something I'm going to have to give thought to. Cause I, and I think Verska put this out and I think you answered it on Twitter. Like how many holes have you played in a day? And it's like, I've never played more than 18 holes in a day. I don't that, think I've that ever might be played. a little tough to you. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be your first time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. I've never. Yeah, I. Uh, I maybe maybe I hit played like, that. Okay. Sheesh. And that I, was that was with a cart all day, um, and then I think we had one of the first tee times. We were fortunate enough that that course was absolutely not busy, which is probably why it shut down for a few years. Um, <laughs> I think it's back. I'm not sure. Um, but like, I only saw another group probably five or six times that was not part of the 12 guys that I were with or that I was with. So we just played, played, and played. Making me nervous now. I haven't played more than 18 holes, (laughs) but I, yes, I was tired after 42 holes, but it's not like it was unbearable. Like no, was... I mean, so like the thing that I, the thing that I have, it's not like I just sit around all, I mean, I do for work, but like, it's not, I, I, I've, I've been, I've ran two half marathons in the past year. I was going to say, you've ran, you've ran half marathons. Yeah, like, I'm training, I'm training for another one and which that'll be fun trying to train for that around this, but I'm training for another one that happens in late, late October. So like I'll be I'll have conditioning I'll have some like fatigue you know I I won't fatigue as easily but mentally I don't know eighteen uh only that's I I mean it's I guess it's normal I guess most people don't go just go play more than eighteen holes in a day but man that's making me a little nervous but either way um I think we also do at the factory and we're gonna have to eat a couple of times. Uh, during this window um, I mean of course the benefit that we have of writing rather than walking is that we can do some of that in between holes or you know again if I if I birdie number two and you have to come back and play it while I'm coaching you around I can eat a, eat a, a hamburger or something real quick maybe get some pizza king or something like that um, but but yeah so we'll, we'll figure it out we'll be all right 
I'll be all right. But either way, yeah, I, my, I think, I think it'll be easier <laughs> than you expect, as far as like longevity so. of of your mental and physical health. I think adrenaline's going to help a ton too. Regardless, like I think we're we're challenged, right? Like we're now adrenaline can work against us, as we learned in last episode, where I bombed a you know three hundred thirty yard drive and then you know, flew the flag a little too far. <laughs> um, but, but I think it'll work for us, especially on some of those drives work for us in some ways too. Yeah. And I definitely think like, you know, what will end up happening is like, okay, we've played this hole a couple times. We haven't birdied it yet. And then all of a sudden we're going to birdie it. And then it's like, okay, like this can be done. And it's mm-hmm. going to give us like a little bit of a reset which is going to be just enough to at least carry us through that next hole, if not the next few holes, to say, hey, we got one under our belt. We're going to move on, and we're going to get it more. We're going to do this thing, man. I'm, I'm growing more and more confident. My handicap is as low as it's ever been. Um, driver has had some really good days, and it's had some okay days. Um, wedges are looking good putting i don't know what i did in the walk and talk but my putting's been a lot better past couple rounds i played saved me in a lot of positions so i'm i'm growing more and more confident um and you should be too i hope you are yeah you got this i'll uh you'll have me there to help you read putts which will which will be nice um and then i'll just i just have to execute on it that's that's the only I'll lay it out for you. All you got to do is knock it in and then you'll help me and then I have to knock it in and that'll probably be more hard than me helping you, but we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. Be all right. Uh, Well, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of bags. Uh, Make sure you follow us on X. Is it X yet? I don't. I don't. I, I don't even I, know, dude. I don't even know. Uh, follow us on Twitter or X or whatever. I still it's called. have Twitter. I I still, I still have, have Twitter. Twitter, but then there's the X logo, so I don't know. Um, but there. So make sure you follow us there. Um, follow us on Instagram as well. Bags golf. Uh, make sure you go check out all the links in the description below. Again, if you want to donate to the challenge, if you want to just donate to the scholarship fund, if you want to get involved in any way. Plenty of plenty of ways to interact with us on it, and we're really looking forward to it. Um, and it's going to going to a great cause for sure. So, um, Caleb, any any final words for our bags listeners? Yeah, thank you to those that decide they they want to help out. Um, again, we're we're going to try to make this a yearly thing. Um, we're we're going to try to grow. Um, so the easiest way for this to grow is to have more people get involved. Um, yep. whether that's donations, whether that's you know. I'll call it volunteering out at the course, just as far as like helping us, you know, either find balls quicker or, um, you know, just kind of be there to say, Hey, like this actually happened. Um, I don't think anybody that donates to this is going to question us whether we, you know, made a birdie on four or not. Um, but it is always nice to have, um, people there to say, Hey, yes, you did it. And if nothing else, it's like, Hey, you just made a birdie. That's awesome. Let's keep it going. Um, and so then you're there for, for moral support. Um, I've already had a couple of people reach out to say that they'll be there, um, for a couple hours at least to help us, you know, with that aspect. So, um, super excited for that. Um, obviously I don't think that we can turn this into like an, you know, 
a large crowd gathering by any means. But, um, you know, if we have our, our circle of people and, you know, people are taking turns coming out and whatnot, you know, that'll be, that'll be huge, um, you know, for our, for our mental games. And then, you know, even to, if they see somebody walking around and somebody's like, Hey, you know, what, what are all these people here for? Well, they're here for the Travis Sherrick growing the game scholarship. Um, the, uh, yard signs did come in, um, over the weekend. So I have those, uh, ready to, uh, put out on the course for that day. Um, Let's go. So yeah, uh, just thank you again to everybody that, you know, that donates. This is, uh, it means a lot, um, to us and, you know, deeper than ju- than just us for sure yes and um yeah i mean again many ways to get involved check out everything below um looking forward yeah come come play with a couple holes with us come give us moral support whatever you want to do uh reach out to us directly reach out to us on social media especially indiana area or you know surrounding area it's not that far of a drive it's an easy drive to get to greenfield uh, from a lot of places so um thanks everybody for listening we'll catch you on next week's episode where we'll break down holes 10 11 and 12 um make sure you check out our youtube we'll have video versions of these as well so uh we'll see you guys next week tell you all the story about the joker and the thief i said i'll tell you all the story about the joker and the thief i said